Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. So, so good. Well, welcome to church, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Did you come all the way from Texas to hang out with me? I think that. I think that. I can be a little self-centered sometimes. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm seeing faces of people that I love that I haven't seen in a little bit. So welcome, man. It's good to see you. Welcome, you guys. Good to see you. I'm so excited for what God's doing. I, I'm going to be a little disappointed when I don't see your name pop up on here going like, oh, he's watching from Texas right now. But thanks for coming all this way for church this morning. I hope it wasn't too bad of a drive. You know, a church alive is worth the drive. So, no, I'm just playing. I know you flew and made all that stuff. So it's good to see you, brother. I love you, man. I love you, love you, love you. Awesome. Well, welcome to church, everybody. Are you excited for today? Excited to get in the Word? Excited to rock and roll? Oh, we're going to do some good things. We're going to do some good things. Oh, and did anybody bring their Bibles today? Yeah, we brought our Bibles today. You brought the Pittsburgh Penguin anointing today? Come on, somebody. He, he wears that shirt just to make sure that I stay humble. Are you with me? It's just so I can stay humble. The, the hockey season's about to start. Can't wait for my Edmonton Oilers to kick some butt again. It's going to be some good stuff. But if you've you got your Bibles today, go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 3. That's where we're going to hang out. I want to say hi to some of the people online today. Tony Brandyberry, I love you, bro. I hope you're healing well from your back surgery. Appreciate you and your beautiful bride, Johnette. And uh, John Hassler out in Muskogee, Oklahoma, thank you for watching and being such a big part of our church. Jason Chidester, love you too, brother, thank you so much. Quinn and Beneva Fernandez, love you guys very much, I'm glad you're watching. Carolyn McKinney and Taylor Parga, thank you guys all for being on here today. I'm excited that you are a part of church today. We're going to get it on today, are you ready? Oh, it's going to be so good. Did you make it to Philippians chapter 3? We're going to start in verse 12. And while you're doing that, can you believe that on Tuesday, it will be August of 2023? I'm like, what in the world happened? Like, I'm pretty sure I just got back from sabbatical at the end of January. Like, it should be like February 13th right now. Like, I don't remember anything that's happened between then and now. Like, did I black out? Does anybody feel that way? Like, oh my God, August? Like August 2023, some of, some of you uh, parents are like, yes, I can believe it because I'm getting my kids back to school in like two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Poor Pastor Sarah, we're praying and intervening for her because she's like, I have to go back to school in a couple weeks, right? So, so we, it's, it, we, we, some of us feel it more than others for August coming and, and uh, all those things. But how, how's your 2023 been so far? Has it been good? Has it been challenging? Has it been difficult? Right, so I, I heard a lot more yeses on the challenging and difficult than the good, but that's all right. You know, it, somebody say it can get better from here. It can get better from here. I, I want to tell you something. The enemy would want nothing more than for you to believe that your, your year is done. We've got to wait till next year for something good to happen. He, he would love to take your hope for the rest of this year and leave you in despair. But can I tell you something else? God placed his bets on you for this year. He believes that you're going to have a breakthrough year this year, and this year's not over yet. Somebody say amen. Come on. I'm excited. I, 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 think about, I think about life as a race, and God put his bets on you. He said, no, no, 
listen, we're, we're only a part way through the, through the year. Wait until they round that last corner. Wait and, this, is, this is the comeback moment that we're going to experience next. You haven't seen anything yet. Oh, they may have been tired. They might have tripped. They, may have, they might not have heard the, 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 the gun go off when it was time to start the race. But I tell you what, as soon as they round that last corner, there's going to be a little bit of extra energy. A little, a little bit of extra oomph that's going to get them to that finish line. And we'll see them out there in the winner's circle. Are you with me today? Come on, somebody. You know, I have to introduce you to a new friend of mine. This new friend of mine, you know, I'm a, I'm a United States Marine. Are you with me? And, and we got, we got a new, I got a new brother in the house today. Can, can, I get, can I get you two to come up here for a minute? Both of you, both of you. This, this marriage thing is a unit. Come on, somebody. I want, I want to listen you to introduce you to Private First Class Emiliano right here. Come on. Come on. He just made it through the most grueling three months of his life, and his beautiful bride had to think about it and pray and wonder if he's going to make it, and, and she's probably watching movies she shouldn't watch, thinking like, oh, no, this is what it is to be a military person. Not those kind of movies. Dear Lord, where... Pray for this couple in the name of Jesus. I meant like military movies, you know, like, you're like, where's this going? Anyway, wow, wow. Welcome to church, everybody, where, where gutter minds just get cleaned out in the name of Jesus. It's so good. So can, can we pray for this guy? He's, he's got, we're going to see a lot of him for the next few, little while. They're going to be here for at least 28 days and uh, it'll probably like what, 26 now, huh? But that's all right. It's, it's counting. We're not counting. We're not counting. But uh, before he goes off to his next school. So let's, let's pray for these guys. Lord, I just thank you for this awesome couple. And I thank you for my new brother in the United States Marines. God, that I can call a Marine. He earned the Eagle Globe and Anchor. And so, Father, I just thank you for this awesome, awesome family who's, who's going to go through challenging times and not knowing where things are going to be per needs of the Marine Corps. And so, God, we just pray your, your hand of blessing over them. God, we pray for their soundness of mind, that even in the chaos of not knowing, that they can have peace, knowing that you're still on the throne, that you're still in charge, and you're going to take care of them through it. So, God, we bless them today, and we thank you for them today. And I, I just pray that special blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So proud of you, dude. Love you. Love you, love you. Come on. So good. All right, I guess we can get this party started. Are you ready? Right, go ahead and tell your neighbor, today's message is titled, Press On. Press on, right? Just like I was talking about that race that we are in, we need to press on to that, that, that final turn, that final turnaround as we're coming into this thing, and it's time to press on. Who's ready to press on? Come on, if you knew that you were going to win the race, would you give it everything you had? Come on, somebody, because here's the, here's the truth, is if you don't, we'll know. If you don't give it everything you got, we'll know. And you can wait for 2024. You can wait for 2025. You know what? We can wait till 2030. God's patient, you know. He'll just sit there and go, okay, take another lap. We'll wait, right? Come on, somebody. But something, something in my spirit told me that you guys want to win. Is that true? Just me? All right, that's fine. I'm going to win. The rest of you, you know, just follow me and maybe you'll win with me. Are you with me? It's going to be so good today. In uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. Come on, do we have any perfect people in here today? Yep, look at your neighbor and say, it's not, you're not it. You're not perfect. I can guarantee that. I'm, I'm still wondering about myself, but I can guarantee you're not perfect. Come on, somebody. But I press on. Somebody say, press on. 
I press on to possess that perfection with which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Verse 13. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Somebody say this one thing. This one thing. This is what we need to focus on. I mean, I love it when God makes it simple for us. Focus on this one thing. Are you ready? I mean, some of us have a hard time taking notes and figuring this stuff out. We only have this one thing. Are you ready? Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Verse 14. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this word of encouragement that we can press in, not back down, not slow down, not give up, but press in to what you're going to do next. Press on toward the goal and the vision that you have for us. And so God, as you speak to us through our word, I I pray that our hearts are ready to receive, that we can receive this word from you and walk in it. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Amen. Forget the past. Somebody say forget the past. Forget the past and press on. Can I tell you that the past steals so much of your future? How many of us are thinking about old relationships? Things that happened a year ago. It's a, you know how fast this year went by and all of a sudden we're in August. But think about those things that you've dwelled on for sometimes you start to think about it, You're like, wait a minute. That happened back in 2004. And here I am still thinking about it almost 20 years later. That thing happened back in 2010, 2015. That happened even back in 2020. That was three years. 2020 was three years ago, right? Almost four years ago. It's insane, isn't it? But there's so many things in our life that we've grabbed onto from our past, and and we're still dragging. What I want to do today is not have you drag anything for the rest of this year. Are you with me? You need anything? Are you just coming to hang out? Okay, cool. Good to see you. I don't want you to drag anything into the rest of this year. I want, I want you to be so free and so on fire for 2024. Are you ready? Like, like I, I want you to be winning this race, and you're like, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm doing so good, I'm not even going to slow down. Are you with me? Is anybody feeling that today? Because I'm tired of living in yesterday's defeat. Is anybody with me today? I'm tired of it. I don't want to live in that place anymore. Can I tell you that the past has passed? It's over. It's done. What can you do about it? Nothing. But what can you do about today? Something, right? You can change your mindset about what today is. You can look ahead of you and see all the things that are ahead of you in the race. Or you can put your head down and push as hard as you possibly can to get as fast and as far as you possibly can. Are you with me? Like, there's so many things trying to take our attention and take us to places we're not supposed to be at. Now, Here's the thing. Was it fair when you got knocked down this year? Was it fair when, when you got those different things happen to you? Was it fair when somebody said something bad about you? Was it fair when you thought it was going to be one way and it ended up being something else? Was it fair? Somebody say no. It wasn't fair. But can I tell you something? You don't want your life to be fair. You don't. Because if it was fair... We would have to go look at Romans and say it says that none of us deserves the glory of God, that, that we'll never be able to measure up. Because if it was fair, then we'd all be screwed. Are you with me? It'd be no good for any of us if it was actually fair. See, a lot of times we're, we're, we're telling God, it's not fair that this happened to me. You gave me this promise, Lord, and I'm believing for this promise, and I'm not living in that promise yet. Is anybody with me? 
And we get mad at God because we think it's not fair. But if we had really what was fair, ooh. right? Come on, somebody's, somebody's looking in, the, in the, the spiritual mirror right now and going like, man, if it was really fair, what would happen? And then you start to realize how much grace you really have from God. How much mercy you have from God. Are you with me? We don't, we don't really want it to be fair. Somebody say, I want favor. I want favor. I don't want to live in fair. I want to live in favor. Are you with me? Like, there's something that switch, switches in my life. Hey, baptisms this Saturday. You wanted to do that, right? You want to get dunked in the ocean? This Saturday. Go sign up on the app. You have the app on your phone? I know we talked about it, so get on there and, and get in, go into, uh, what, what was that section called? I forgot. Connect. The Connect tab in the app. Click that, and you'll see where it says Baptism Sign Up. Sign up for that, and we'll get you dunked on Saturday, okay? And we'll, we'll, we'll watch God's glory just pour, all, pour out all over you. Same for everybody here. If you want to get baptized in the ocean, um, we're going to do that on Saturday. It's going to be awesome. Oh, my goodness. Where was I? I such ADD. It's awesome. Incredible. Favor. Oh, you know what's so great about ADD is you forget the past like within two seconds. <laughs> like I'm mo- like you guys are still dwelling on two seconds ago. I'm gone. Are you with me? Like we're we're in a completely different place. I don't know what's happening. We want favor. We want favor. And I would love I would love to see 2023 be a comeback story for every one of you. A comeback story. All of a sudden, it, I don't know about you, but when I watch those movies, I get so excited about this guy who's knocked down. And, and are you, is anybody like me? You're like, does anybody like boxing movies? Like, I love boxing movies. When the hero is like down and they're counting and they're like, what? Dude, and they get all the way like to nine and he finally just gets up. And he, he's like, and all of a sudden he gets a second wind and he's like, just goes for it. And you're like, ah. Like, is anybody like me? Like, I'm totally that guy. Like we could be watching that in our room in my pajamas and I'm still like like moving like this. Are you with me? Like while we're watching this thing. Chelsea doesn't like watching those movies in our room. It just I don't understand why. I mean it's it pumps me up. I thought it would do the same for her, but anyways, we'll work on that. But let's let's read in Galatians. Galatians chapter six. If uh, if I'm moving around in the Bible too much for you, you can get in the in into our app, click on the Sunday. And uh, click on the U version uh, event, and I have all my scriptures in there for you so you can cheat a little bit and not have to figure out where it's at and look it up, all right? Galatians chapter 6, verse 3. It says, if you think you you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Come on, somebody. Like, just look at the person next to you and say, you are not that important. If you think you are too important to help somebody... Just, you are fooling yourself. You are not that important. Verse 4, pay careful attention to your own work. For then, somebody say for then. For then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Verse 5, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Here's point number one for my note takers. Point number one, my pressing on will be personal. My pressing on will be personal. We have to personalize this thing. You know, it's, it's one thing to say, well, my leader's not pushing hard enough. And we start to blame everybody else, right? But your, your pressing on has to be personal, right? Do I have any, I was going to say athletes, but do I have any athletes or prior athletes, right? Come on. Like, then we can, more of us can raise our hand. Are you with me? Like, like 
this isn't quite the athletic body that I had, but there's an athlete in there somewhere hiding. Are you with me? Like, so we have some prior athletes. Do you remember what it was like to be losing and you had to push harder to get to? And do you remember the satisfaction you had when you did accomplish that goal? When you did win, right? There's something that just shifts in our spirit when we just get, get a little bit of grit. Are you with me? And say, I'm not going to quit. I, there's no quit in me. Is anybody with me today? There's something just comes up inside of you and, and then you go and you accomplish what you set out to accomplish. Is anybody here today? Come on. I need a few more shouts and amens and things like that. Otherwise, this will last like three hours and we'll see what happens. Don't fall captive to comparison. Don't fall captive to comparison. You know, I think a lot of us, when we think, like, don't fall captive to comparison, we look at other people's success, and we go, oh, I don't measure up to their success. But can I tell you another version of, of, of comparison that's just as deadly, if not more deadly, is to look at somebody who hasn't done as much as you and be okay with your own mediocre. Are you with me? All of a sudden, you're looking at, oh, you know, I'm doing more than that person, so I'm doing good. Like, that's almost more poisonous than looking at somebody who's doing something great and going like, oh, I, well, I'll never accomplish that. Right? Both of them are poisonous, but that one, I think, is more poisonous because then we end up with a lot of great people doing mediocre things. I'm telling you right now that, that this, this, this pressing on needs to be personal. It's between you and God. You sit with the Lord and you say, God, what do you have for me? What do you expect from me? What are you hoping to see from me? Right? Uh, as we prayed this morning in our little circle before we set up everything, I, I was just praying that, 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 that people would have an, a personal interaction with God, that, that the Holy Spirit would come into this place where they can experience Him and know Him and, and know His presence. Are you with me? Healing happens in His presence. Breakthrough happens in His presence. Without His presence, we are nothing. Are you with me? But it's got to be personal. Do you know what's crazy to me? What I don't understand is that how we can all be in the same room and someone gets rocked because their heart is ready to receive while another person is falling asleep. Are you with me? Huh? What's that? Ah, I wonder that too. Oh, there it is. I found my mic. I almost ate it. It's crazy to me, but it's, it's, it's because it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. You can't expect the worship leader to lead you in worship and that's the only worship you get. Then you ha that's all you have. But when you make it personal, can I tell you, I've been to some churches where the worship was, <laughs> are you with me? Like, hmm, did anybody practice this week? Are you with me? Like, but can I tell you that it's an engagement of your heart? Like, I don't know about you, but I'm not old school hymns. Like, I, I, does anybody love old school hymns? It's okay if you do. Like, like, there's a lot of us that love old school hymns, right? But for me, that doesn't get me going. I'll probably start falling asleep too because it doesn't get, my, get me riled up. But I've got guys in here, they're like, no, no, I want Christian hip-hop, Pastor. I, like, the stuff that we're doing is like, you know, like, so we all have these different experiences and different thoughts about worship. But can I tell you that worship is not music? Worship is a state of your heart. And so it all comes back to being personal. Like, you can engage in worship in any area, in any moment. Can I tell you, some of my best worship has been without music. 
Some of my best worship has been sitting in my house and just being overwhelmed with the presence of God, sitting there crying my eyes out and shouting to the Lord. I can't imagine. I mean, I've got single-pane windows, you guys. Like, my backyard, my, my, my neighbors probably think I'm in their backyard shouting at the top of my lungs because God is so good. See, it's got to be personal. Your worship, I mean, it's this American version of church has become so consumeristic if they don't have these types of things if it doesn't have these programs if it doesn't have this stuff if if it's not comfortable enough for me if the pastor goes too long if the pastor goes too short i mean all these things that well it's just not it's just not my cup of tea it's not the thing i like can i tell you that you you don't i don't not even sure you have a relationship with god when that's what you're focused on i promise you i can walk into a, a a church where they speak a different language and i can't understand a word they're saying but i will engage with god because it's a relationship between me and him are you with me i don't need to know what they're saying all of a sudden i'm just sitting i mean they can speak in tongues and i wouldn't know are you with me but at the same time i'm just like lord touch me in this place lord let me experience you god i need your breakthrough is anybody with me today it's got to be personal somebody say it's got to be personal it's got to be personal. You know, we, we can't be held responsible for all the things that happen to us. There's been things that have happened to you that are not your fault. Has anybody ever been in a car accident where it was not your fault? You're like, dude, seriously, this is like the last thing I needed right now. Are you with me? And it was not your fault. And you're not held responsible for what happened Right? All the, the insurance is paid on their side and those things get taken on over there. There's things that happen to you. But can I tell you that, that the real magic is, is, is in your response to it? You see, that you can control and that you are responsible for. How you respond. Are you with me? When, when things get hard, when things get difficult, how did you respond? I know, that hurts. I know, it's, it's, that, it's that mirror again. Like, like you're like, Pastor, why, why do we bring mirrors to church all the time? Like, what, what, why, do we, why is this all? Because self-reflection is how you get closer to God. When you realize that you can't do it on your own, you need Him, is <laughs> all of a sudden you start to realize, oh man, that's, that's the response. I mean, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So when you get hit hard is what I know is what's in your heart. Oh man, what if we thought about that the next time? Something, somebody... Cuts you off in the middle of, of, of oh, come on. What, what came out of your mouth at that point? Lord, bless them because something must be going on in their life that they need to hurry. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd get them there safely and whatever is needed, God, just give them peace. Is that what came out of your heart or was it the, the, the one finger blessing, right? That guy. Anybody with me? Come on. Listen, I'm not condemning you because you're just as human as I am. Remember when I was talking about, uh, I wish I had the superpower to have somebody have uh, diarrhea all of a sudden, just be able to pray and they just have diarrhea, right? Was anybody there for that week when I was talking about that? I, I want you to know that that was that Sunday morning. The guy cut me off when I had the big trailer. I'm like, dude, you know I can't move that fast. Why would you do, you know? And I was praying in that moment, Lord, give that man diarrhea in the name of Jesus. See, I'm just as jacked up as you are. Are you with me? Like, does that make anybody feel better? Like, like you thought it was a hypothetical. No, that was my confession that morning. Are you with me? Your pastor's jacked up. You need to pray for him, all right? My pressing on has to get personal. The enemy has attempted to desensitize us from failure by shifting the blame. 
we try to shift the blame. We start blaming other people. You know, I was, uh, when I was in the Philippines a couple weeks ago, um, I, I caught like this commercial and it was about the Stallones. I don't know, I, I guess there's a TV show or something with the, with the Stallones. With, is it a reality thing? Like, I don't even know. I just saw this little clip and, and it caught my eye because, because I, I'm a big Rocky fan. Do I have any big Rocky fans out there? And, and, uh, and it was this clip and he was talking about Rocky Balboa, the, the movie Rocky Balboa, when, when he's an old guy and he comes out of retirement and goes for the fight and all that stuff. Because that movie, that one specifically, like I love all like 97 Rocky movies, but that one specifically I really love because there's some one-liners in there that are absolutely phenomenal. And in this clip, Sylvester was sharing that he wrote these specific lines for his children. And I was like, wow. Because that, that little section gets me every time. I went and bought that movie again because I was like, where is my copy of that? I need that movie, right? And I went and bought it again. And I was like, Chelsea, you want to watch this with me? And she was like, no. Like, come on, just deflated in that moment. Come on, well, let's watch Rocky Balboa. But it's that, it's that moment when he's talking to his son. And he says, let me tell you something you already know. None of us can hit as hard as life. Life will beat you down to your knees and it'll keep you there if you let it. But you got to take the hits. We can't blame him or her or anybody. If you want to succeed in life, you got to take the hits. It's not her fault or his fault. Winners don't make excuses. You're better than that. Come on. Does anybody like my philosopher, Rocky Balboa? Rocky, man, like we try to shift responsibility off of ourselves and say it's because of him or her or something else as to why we're not getting where we're supposed to be. 2023 is because of what my boss did to me. 2023 is because of that family drama that my sister started. Are you with me? Like 2023's problems are because of this and that and the other thing instead of going, you know what? I, I can take the hits, God. What do you have for me? If, if you said that I'm, I'm worthy of taking these hits, I must be stronger than I thought. Are you with me? If this is what I'm going through, if this is what I'm experiencing, there must be something more behind this. Come on, somebody get excited today. Somebody get excited today. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, somebody say then. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing, and perfect. What does the world look like? You know, it's the same song and dance, just a different tune. It's always pointing at somebody else. Think about it. it have you watched the news lately? You probably didn't even need to. Did you watch a clip on Facebook? Are you with me? Like, like just, and, and what's happening on there? It's them. They're oppressing me. This person is the problem. They're the problem. No one is saying, no one's on there and no one's paying attention to the guy that says, you know what? I decided to stop making excuses and I wanted to make a better life for my family. Instead, we, we just blame the world around us. Can I tell you, like, this might make some people mad. Now, don't get, don't, don't. It's okay. There, there's great churches out here that don't make you mad. You can go to one of those. But I'm, I'm just not that. Are you with me? I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you what, what I'm experiencing. I'm going to tell, and sometimes it's my opinion, all right? Like, like, opinions are opinions. Like, you don't have to agree with me. I'm okay with that. But what I'm going to tell you is that we don't need to complain and try to get the world to think the way we think. 
that's not our job. The Holy Spirit does that conviction. You see, the enemy has somehow convinced us that we need to fight a fight that is in our fight. All of a sudden, well, I got to stand for truth. I got to do these things. Said who? When did Jesus say that he needed your defending? You think you're that important? That you're going to go and try to defend God when, when somebody needs your help? Come on, we just read that scripture. You think you're that important? Like, listen, like we, we have a fight to win, and it happens to be the people right here around us. It happens to be the community right here around us. It happens to be that next generation that we're teaching them. Listen, the world is still going to be the world. We can read scriptures that were from hundreds of years ago of people dealing with the same stuff. I mean, talking about sexual immorality and how God gave them over to their own sin. That sounds like just like today, doesn't it? Like all these different things. So is anything new happened? No, we're living in the same world. What is the answer still? Jesus! How do you get set free from your sexual addiction? Jesus! How do you get set free from your mental issues? Jesus! Come on, nothing has changed. It's the same old weapons that the enemy uses. He likes to, he likes to paint them a little different and present them a little different. Hey, Heather, it's good to see you from Hawaii. Oh, my goodness. Like, we got all kinds of people from everywhere today. Goodness gracious. It's so fun. I love it. I love it. Thanks for coming today. It's so good to see you. Can't wait to give you a hug afterwards. <sighs> okay, before I get too out of hand, let's go to point number two. Point number two, I mean, it's just like August, you know, like we're finally at point number two, like what just happened, you know? Point number two, my pressing on will be purposeful. My pressing on will be purposeful. You see, when you go and fight a fight that isn't yours, it's not purposeful. God has something for you, but if you waste your time doing other things, you're not on purpose. Are you with me? Like, you even might think you're on purpose. No, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is how, this is, this is what society says I'm supposed to do. It just said, don't conform to the ways of this world. So what does that mean? I was talking with our men this week at Fight Club, and I know we're not supposed to talk about Fight Club, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you just a little inkling of what we were talking about, right? And, and we started talking about how do you know that you're called? Like, what if, like, the way I looked at it is, is, I'm a Marine, right? So I'm given orders to go and do something and go fight the fight. But what happens when he gives different orders to someone next to me? And now all of a sudden I'm like, wait, no, no, no. I read my orders and you're not following them. That's because they're not your orders. God called you to do something specific. And who are you to criticize somebody else? We're running a race and we're looking at other people going, oh, I guess if he's going that way, maybe that's what I should do. Oh, if the church is doing this thing, then maybe that's what I should do. And then we never consulted God to say, hey God, what do you want to do with my life? Because he might lead you in a completely different area where everybody around you says, that's crazy, why would you do that? Why would you go to the Philippines? Why would you go to these things? Why would you go to Estonia? It's right by Russia. You know how many problems you might have if you go to these places, right? Like, oh, you're gonna go out and save kids from trafficking? Like, why would you do that? You're putting your life in danger for your own kids. Like, all these things. But you're not called. And you're busy criticizing somebody else's call. Are you with me? What are we doing? We're so busy criticizing. Well, I just like the way that this church does things. And I like the way that that church does things. And you know what? I don't like the way that this one does things. What does that have to do with you? Where are your orders? Read your own orders. You have a race to run. And nobody might not even be on that path that you're on. God might give you a path that's like really lonely. You ever been on a path like that with God? 
like, dude, I feel like nobody's down with this with me. Like, am I even going the right way? Did I read the orders right? Like, did I get on the wrong plane? Like, what's going on here? Like, am I going the right direction? You just don't know. But when you read your order, when you look to God, when you get into His Word, can I borrow that for a minute? When you get into His Word, and He says, this is what I want you to do. And then you look around and you're like, but no one else is doing that. That's why I want you to do it. Because I need somebody to have enough guts to say yes to me. I got a lot of people that are living mediocre lives. I got a lot of Christians living mediocre Christianity. Somehow, some way, going to a movie about trafficking is, is, is going to make a difference. Oh, it gives you awareness. But what do you do once you have awareness? Something. Something. Like, I'll be honest with you, like, I'm not, I'm not pointing at any one person, um, but like when, when I saw all these people posting all this stuff about this movie about trafficking, and you know what? I went and saw the movie and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great story. I thought it made sense and it moved me. But if you get moved and you don't do something, are you with me? Like, I went and posted and I said, hey, if you guys want to do something, here's a link right here you can give and we'll make sure that it goes to kids and gets, gets, them, gets them saved. I had one person. One person. I, I saw hundreds. Hundreds saying, go see the movie. It's amazing. It's amazing. Go see the movie. It is amazing. But if you don't do anything, it's just a movie. It's just a, You might as well have just went and saw Little Mermaid or Barbie or one of those things. Like, it's just a movie at that point. Oh, it was a great movie and we support it. That's great. Good. Support it. But support it by actually going to those people who are fighting the fight. Are you with me? God's not, God may not even be asking you to put on, put on, put on the flak jacket and, and go out and kick down doors and save kids, but somebody said yes to God about that and they need your support. Are you with me? Come on. I don't even know why I'm talking about that, but we're, we're talking about it for a minute, all right? It's okay. I want my pressing on to be purposeful. And the only one that knows my purpose is the one who made me and that gave me the orders. Not, not Pastor Justin. I don't, I don't know your orders. I have so many people come up and ask me, hey, Pastor Justin, what do you think I should do? Like, what am I called to do? I'm like, do I look like Jesus? I don't know. Dude, I'm trying to figure out my own orders. I got stuff that God's telling me to do. I got to pay attention to. I can't be like, hey, God, they're, they're kind of scared to talk to you. So I got to like, I got to, you know, you have any like word for them of what they're supposed to do with their life? Because they're, they're not, they're not listening to you. So are you with me? Oh, I know that hurt a few people. That's okay. Listen, let, just seek God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and He'll add all those things to you. Oh, it's going to be a little crazy. And even pastors will tell you you're crazy. I can't tell you how many people have told me I'm crazy. Why would you go build a, a church and a school when you're, in this, when you're in this community where there's tons of churches all over the place? What makes you different than anybody else? I have my assignment. I don't need to ask why or how or all those things. When I was a Marine, I didn't ask what all these things meant. And I had people all the time come up and ask me, hey, do you think we should be in Iraq? You think we should be in Afghanistan? And then I'd give them an answer that they really hated. I say, I'm not qualified to have an opinion about that. And I don't believe you are either. And they'd go, excuse me? I am an American and I deserve an opinion. Yeah, yeah we're told that, but you're, you don't have an educated opinion because you're not over there. All you're fed is the stuff fed from the media. And so how skewed that stuff is. And, and like I'm seeing what I'm seeing on the media of how, how Iraq hated us at that time. And then I have my buddies who are actually there and they love them. And they're hugging them. Thank you for getting us out of this oppression and, and deal with these things. And, but how do we make a decision? You see, in some of us, I know this is touching emotions right now because that's what media does. 
Oh, they try to get you on your emotions so that you hate black people and you hate white people and, and you hate people that, that, that wear a, a, a rainbow. Why? What's the point? We have a mission. What does the devil do when you have a mission? He tries to mess with your orders. He tries to give you other things to get you off course. And it's, it's like all of a sudden, like, have you ever been to uh, an escape room? Does anybody like escape rooms? How many clues are in there that lead you nowhere? None of them, right? They, they put all, if they only put the clues that led you to the prize, how long would a, an escape room take? Like five minutes? Step one, go click this. Step two, turn this thing. Step three, hey, good job, you made it out, you know? This is life. How many things are the, is the enemy putting in front of you? Can I tell you, a lot of the things that take you off track are good things. Good things. A lot of those things. But we have to go back to the source. Saying, God, who do you say that I am? If you're going to press on, if you want to actually win, listen, there are a thousand things that will take your attention as soon as you leave this place. I'm grateful that you have to sit here for an hour and a half, right? Because I've got ushers back there ready to take you down if you try to leave early. Are you with me? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Right? That's their job. Yeah, they were called by the Lord. That's the orders they got. So just get ready to get tackled. Are you with me? But here's, here's the thing. Like, none of it matters if we're not listening to what God has to say for our life. None of it. Like, even, there's people that say, like, don't tell people that because what if it leads their life in a different direction and they're not there to help you build your church anymore? Can I tell you it's not about building Livingstone's church? It's not about building the church down the street. It's not about getting me on TV so that I can go in and tell everybody about the Lord and it's all about me. Help me to make my vision happen. Can I tell you that God wants, has a vision for your life and what he wants to do with you and through you? And I, my job here is just to be a, a billboard to say, hey, God wants to use you, Caden. He wants to use you, Rob. He wants to use you. He wants to do something in your life and nothing would make me more excited than for you to say, Pastor Justin, I... I, I think I'm supposed to go and do this. Awesome. Awesome. Pastor, like, I don't know what it is, but I think I'm supposed to go to this place and, and, and help build this church or do this thing. You know, Pastor, I don't know what it is, but I, I feel like God's telling me to do these things. Like, my, the best thing I can hear from you is that you actually hear Him. You hear Him and you're not waiting for me to tell you what God has to say. That, you know, that, that, that veil was torn when Jesus died. The veil in, in the tabernacle, that, that veil was torn that, that separated us from the Holy of Holies. To be, to be at one in peace with God, to be right there with Him, to hear His voice and to know Him. That, that veil was torn a long time ago. If a pastor tries to get between you and God, can I tell you that they are not the veil? Most of the time, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out their own life. Would you mind going... Click in the air conditioner. I got to click that thing every hour or else we roast in here. Come on. But at least we're not outside, amen? Woo, 100 degrees outside. Come on, somebody. All right, all right. Let's, let's get through this. How am I doing? I'm doing terrible. Negative 10 minutes. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, all right. That means I got 24 more minutes and I want to make sure the Holy Spirit has a chance to minister to people. Romans 12... 12.9. We're going to read through this pretty quick. Are you ready? Let's do it. Are you focused? Romans chapter 12, verse 9 to 21. Here we go. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. 
Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Verse 11, never be lazy. Come on, tell your neighbor, never be lazy. Never be lazy. God's talking to me right now. Never be lazy. But work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. (laughs) Oh, how many times have we served the Lord less than enthusiastically? Come on, somebody. Ah, it's Sunday again. I got to get up at 7 so I can be at church at 8. And I already get up early every day for work. Why would I get up early on a Sunday? Come on, somebody. Serve the Lord enthusiastically. Verse 12. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Verse 13. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Verse 16, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Verse 17, never pay back evil for evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Verse 18, Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Verse 19. Dear friends, never. Somebody say never. Never take revenge. What? Never take revenge? Leave that to the righteous anger of God. Oh, we talk about righteous anger. I I just have righteous anger. This is saying God has righteous anger. You don't reply for anything. You just keep seeking Him and stay on mission. Amen? Amen? For the Scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Verse 20. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Verse 21. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Here's point number three to finish it up. My pressing on will be powerful. Can we declare that together? My pressing on will be powerful. Can we say that together? It's just me? It's right there. Let's read it together. My pressing on will be powerful. How? How will your pressing on be powerful? I mean, you didn't make it so far. These are the things that happen in my head. I don't know if they happen in yours too. I started thinking like, how am I going to make this, God? How is this going to work? Can, you t- can I tell you that it's not on your power? It's not on your might? It's not that God's going to foot the bill? You, you couldn't afford it even if you wanted to? Are you with me? How will it be powerful? My pressing on will be powerful because I'm following Him. Because He's going to pave the way. He's going to make a way where there seemed to be no way. None of us can do that. He can, though. He can. Oh, He can take this story and completely turn it around. It's not willpower. It's God power. Are you with me? I've read a lot of willpower books. A lot of them. Think you can and you're halfway there, right? I've read a lot of those things, you know, self-talk. Like, I I did a lot of self-talk in my younger years, and I know I'm still young, but in my younger, younger years, are you with me? I did a lot of self-talk. I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I'm an overcomer. I would say these things over and over just so that I hopefully believe them. But can I tell you something even better? God, who do you say that I am? Oh, you're my son. God, who do you say that I am? You are, you are dearly loved. Who do you say that I am? You, oh, you're a champion. I made you to be one. I don't make junk. I didn't, I didn't have an accident. Oh, your parents might have thought you were an accident, but you're not. I planned you even if they didn't. Are you with me? Come on. God had a plan the whole time. 
And maybe that hits some of us differently. I was born out of wedlock, so I, I know that for me, my mom didn't know who my dad was. She had slept with three different guys that month and wasn't sure who it was. When I was born, I had three different last names until we could do a paternity test and figure out who dad was. In the world, they call that a bastard son. I know that's not a very nice word to say at church, but it's what it is. I didn't have a dad. But can I tell you what? I had a father. I had a father who had a plan, who had a plan for my life. Oh, the world might call me an accident, but I was no accident. I am here on mission and on purpose, and God took someone else's sin and turned it into purpose. Come on, you want this next, next part of your life to be more powerful? Stop thinking it's about you. You want the next part of your life to be more powerful? Stop, stop thinking that you have so much to do with it. All you have to do is say yes to the Lord and He does the rest. Come on. Like, if you start thinking about how you're disqualified, you're right. You're right. You're disqualified. According to who? The world? People? Credentials? Another person? Another pastor? Another that said that you're not qualified? Can I tell you something? That none of those opinions matter? Who does God say that you are? Who did He make you to be? You're not an accident. Come on. I, I dealt with su suicidal thoughts most of my life because I thought I was an accident. I thought, man, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe I don't have this thing figured out. But can I tell you, like, it's all a lie from the enemy. It's all a lie. Why would he tell me those lies? Because I, my life has so much purpose. Are you with me? Why do we believe those lies that we have to go back to the drink? We have to go back to that website. We have to go back to our sinful nature because we don't think we're worthy enough to get out of it. Are you with me? But if, when's the last time you looked at your orders? When's the last time you looked at the Word of God and said, God, who do you say that I am? What do you want to do with my life? And then when He tells you and you're scared out of your mind and you say, I can't do that, but you still say, but nevertheless, at your Word? Come on. Is anybody with me today? Does anybody want to press on for the rest of this year? Worship team, you can jump up there. I need to, I need to get this thing fixed. I'm like the whole time trying to put that thing over my ear. <sighs> Holy Spirit, we give you permission to move. We give you permission to come into this place and speak to us. Show us who you say that we are. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to come in and rearrange the living room of our life. Come in and change things if you want. God, if we have things up on the wall that say we're less than, we're no good, we don't measure up, God, we just we invite you to come in and, and, and do some interior decorating. The interior of our heart. Who do you say that we are? Who have you called us to be? What are my orders? I'm going to stop worrying about the person next to me right now and, and their faith and what they should believe and where they should be and if only they would get to this point and instead I'm just going to focus on who do you say that I am, God? i got a race to run and we're getting to the, this next portion of it and if I don't focus on you, I'm never going to make it where you intended for me to make it. So I'm, I'm going to renew my focus. Anybody with me today? Because if you're with me and this is, this is, if your head and your heart is in this moment with me, you're, you're going to recalibrate. Something's going to recalibrate in your head and recalibrate in your heart and you're going to be so much more focused on the Lord and so less focused on your circumstances. 
when Peter was stepped out of the boat to walk on the water, he was able to get through it as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. I want you to get through 2023 without drowning. Some of us are drowning in here. And Jesus is like, just stop focusing on your circumstances. Your circumstances will change when you focus on me. I often think about that moment for Peter and I wonder like, man, how come God didn't just, Jesus didn't just calm the sea first like he did the other time? Peace, be still. Now come and walk out to me. Instead, it's all stormy and they don't even know if it's really Jesus or a ghost. The other disciples on the boat are saying, don't go out there, that's a ghost. You're going to die. I mean, these are the believers. These are the people that are in your boat that, that, that profess to be Christians telling you not to go and do what Jesus just said to do. Are you with me? I don't know about you, but I want to be as crazy as Peter. Even if I fail. Come on. Some of us need that part. Like a little, little contingency. Even if I fail, I will step out of the boat. Even if I don't make it, I will step out in faith. And Jesus' response to him was, oh, you have little faith. He picks him up out of the water. I mean, I wonder what the other 11 disciples were thinking on the boat. If he has little faith, then what do we have? I mean, he walked on water and we just told him not to. I mean, what kind of, what, what kind of conviction were they feeling from the Holy Spirit in that moment? And how many of us have been like that? You see, it's not about comparing one disciple to the next. Peter was, was told to walk on the water. That was his assignment. For each of us, we have an assignment. And it's not to worry about the other people in the boat. Are you with me? What is your assignment? Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.